Welcome to the Crisis to Crushing It podcast. My name is Joel Ingram. Welcome to today's show. Okay. Um, would you like to introduce yourself to my, uh, to my listeners um, okay. and tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Okay, sure. Um, so my name is David, uh, and I recently started a company called uh, Warrior Heart. And um, this, this has come about um, through, well, through, through a couple of, you know, reasons, a couple of things that have pushed me into this. Um, one is um, I'm a part of a men's group. I'm, I, I live here in Portugal. Um, I've been here for about five years. Uh, and I initially came to Portugal um, uh, to join a men's retreat. And uh, that had a big impact on me. Um, it's, I'll, I'll give a shout out to the project. It's the Awakened Life Project. Um, and yeah, from that, from that first uh, kind of uh, retreat, it was a weekend retreat, um, that really kick-started something in me where I felt so much um, value um, being with other men in, in, a, in a more kind of vulnerable, intimate way than I had been in a lot of my relationships with, with friends, you know, with male friends. So, um, yeah, that kind of kick-started me to uh, become more closely uh, involved in the project. I came to volunteer out here uh, for, for, for what was three weeks, and three weeks turned into, like, three months and three <laughs> months three years. Um, and I met my wife out here, who's Portuguese, and uh, we're now living out here. We've, we've bought some land uh, a nice piece of land very close to the project, which I'm still very much involved in. And, uh, yeah, so, so, uh, so that was one of the kickstarters being involved in a men's group and really, uh, just, uh, being very nourished by that, very supported and really feeling like, wow, I want other men to experience this, you know? And then I, I've been following London real for, quite a few years now um and you this at the beginning of this year um i joined the business accelerator okay uh, which was quite a terrifying leap for me um, because i had no idea in what i wanted to pursue as a business i'm not really very business minded at all um so i was a bit shocked that i was even kind of doing that and I remember speaking to my wife about it and it was like you know kind of thinking her that she was going to talk me out of it and be like why would you spend that amount of money da, 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 da. we you know we're building a house we're doing this we're doing that and uh, I told her about it and she did it the exact opposite and she was like wow sounds great <laughs> um go for it and I'm like okay <laughs> so yeah I took a leap of faith with that and um and yeah, really, it's just really kickstarted something in me um, in really wanting to reach out to other men. Um, yeah, just to just to kind of break through a lot of these kind of ideas and limitations we put on ourselves as men, as our, as you know ourselves as human beings, um, and also particularly what I niched I niched. Uh, down on in the business is around uh, sexuality, uh, our relationship to sexuality, um, because I think that's uh, that's an area that uh, you know we we don't really talk about in in a kind of very real way, and I think we we just don't really kind of understand it in in uh, you know in a real way, whatever whatever that looks like, you know what you know. So, um, yeah, so I, I started Warrior Heart and that's really, um, it's really in its essence just to, to empower men to kind of come together and to, to start a dialogue, really, to start a dialogue around our relationships, around communication, around brotherhood, um, and with a, with kind of a particular, focus on sexuality because i just think there's I, i'm particularly passionate around that area and i think there's a lot of uh, 
potential for us to know ourselves better, um, to relate more deeply with ourselves, not only sexually, but just as, as men, and also to improve our relationships with our partners, you know, and family, friends, everything else. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So going back to what you said initially there, um, <clears throat> this journey all started for you for seeking to have uh, greater meaningful relationships with men that you yeah. didn't have when you were younger. Yeah. Um, could you like, maybe tell us a little bit more about when you were younger, the, what, what you felt was lacking from that? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had some really great friends growing up that I was very um, close to, you know, in a way. Um, but I... I think I also didn't really re I didn't really know in myself what it was to be real and kind of vulnerable um, in a way where, you know, maybe I really exposed myself. Um, and somehow I just felt like, yeah, I felt like there was just something missing. I felt, um, I felt not kind of really very fulfilled in life in you know in life in in my relationships in my in my friendships um and just started to ask kind of questions like well you know i remember i've got a very good friend who i'm still um very close with now and uh, we used to work together and uh i i just remember asking is this it is is this really it to life you know we we go to work come home you know whatever have dinner da, 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 da. i was like there's got to be more there's just got to be more to life. And I think that was just a pivotal, a pivotal kind of moment, a pivotal question that just really led me uh, to start just kind of questioning, just to start looking, looking elsewhere, looking deeper into, into what life could be about. Um, and it was around this time that I was um, suffering from, from a lot of physical um ailments illnesses illness you could say and having problems with my stomach and body and not you know hardly being able to walk down the road in a lot of pain and making a lot of trips to the doctor regular trips to the doctor and then going for the specialist diagnosis and all the rest of it and then one day he said well uh you know you've you've just had this um diagnose uh, you've just had this consultation and uh I think the next step is is really is is looking at antidepressants because um, maybe it's depression and something was like something just clicked in that moment I was like shit yes this is this is actually there's more mental it's more mental stuff going on it's not about physical and equally and, and I was like and I don't want to go down the road of antidepressants um, I, I think they do have a, a do serve a purpose and do help a lot of people, but I felt like that's not a road, a road that I wanted to go down. So, um, I, I, I was in a relationship at the time and my, um, my, my partner then, um, found a, a leaflet on Reiki and, she, you know, she's like, Oh, I found this. I thought you might be interested in it. I, I read the, the description and I was like, wow, this sounds amazing. This, this is really cool. I just felt this big resonance, big pull. And so um, I just, yeah, just went and saw this lady that was uh, offering Reiki and uh, just really felt really aligned with that kind of approach uh, energetically and spiritually. Um, and yeah, and that kind of kick-started me into uh, going deeper into kind of spirituality and, you know, energetics and healing and everything else. And uh, that was a big turning point. And then, and then those kind of questions that I had, I was starting to find more, more answers to, you know, what, what is the meaning of life? Or, you know, why are we here? Blah, blah, blah. I was, I was kind of finding them not necessarily in necessarily intellectual understanding, but just, just more kind of a knowing like, okay, yeah. You know, feeling more resonant. So uh, I, I can completely resonate with what you just said. Cause uh, yeah, I come to the same awareness, but, one question I wanted to ask was the question, I think 
when people feel stuck and they feel unfulfilled, yeah, the stuckness can come from a lack of awareness about what questions to ask. Right. So where where would you or where did for you where did the questions come from? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure where they came from. Um, I think it just came from a kind of place of, like I said, just thinking, is this, is this it? You know, just kind of a realization that I, I wasn't fulfilled and, you know, the, you know, just kind of like expanding beyond just being a physical human doing a, a nine to five job, just like, well, how big is the world? How big is the universe? And, is really our purpose as human beings just to do this, this kind of live this way of life, you could say, you know? So it's, it kind of just came from kind of zooming out and, and looking at a much bigger perspective and thinking, okay, oh, you know, you know, are we really the only life form in this, in this huge, you know, infinite universe? No, that's, that can't, can't be, you know, is it, is it really the most important thing to, you know, to have a job and then mortgage and everything else is a family. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with families. It's beautiful. But is, is that, is that really the, the be all and end all of what life is about? And so, so I think it came from there. And I think, and I, th and I think it was also something that was even when I was in my, you know, childhood, when I was at school, I remember being in a lesson at school when I was a, probably about 13 or 14. And I remember just looking up and just looking around and thinking, this, this is, this is weird. There's, there's gotta be more. There's gotta be more. There's something, you know, this is, is it? yeah. So it kind of, I think it even started before, before that. But I think the most powerful thing about, about it is, is just having that question and, and, and just, just having that question and art kind of asking, you know, asking life an open question like that and being open to receive an answer. I think that's, that's the most powerful thing about the question. It's not having to know, having to have an answer straight away or even needing to intellectually know, mm. you know, what the meaning of life is. I don't think we can, we can really know that we might have ideas and stuff, but I don't think we can really know. But just having that question is like the most powerful, I think, you know, can, can just catalyze something very, uh, yeah, different. No, I'm with you. So, so when you were younger, do you feel, or did you ever feel um, like you were <laughs> different? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I felt, I felt I was, I was a very sensitive child. I didn't really feel I kind of fitted in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, just had that feeling like I didn't fit in. And it was interesting because uh, my mum uh, ran into one of my teachers recently when I was, when I was uh, around that age, 12, 13. And, uh, and the, the teacher said to my mum, she was very happy what I'm doing now because she could see even back then that somehow I didn't really fit in, you know, when, when the other kids were playing sports or whatever, um, I would often just be sitting under a tree kind of look, looking like I was meditating, you know? So I did, you know, I did feel different. Um, but I think a lot of kids, I think a lot of kids and adults can relate to that. Just kind of feeling like not fitting in. You know? mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I say an important thing you said was is about you know asking that question because I think we're so we're so switched to live life on default. We're so retort that you know it's the nine to five, get a job, nice car, family, blah blah blah. Yeah. This yeah. you know unless we're exposed to other elements of life, like going to live with a men's group in Portugal, you know, which was supposed to be a quick trip and turned into a full time move. Yeah. Unless you expose yourself to those experiences, you'll never know. Yeah. You know, and, having... and I wonder, I wonder how many people do, do ask that question, you know, like, or, even, or even interested. I mean, 
I think that's that's a very good question. Even yeah. interested. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people aren't, I don't think. They're kind of... No, they're switched off. <laughs> yeah. It's like what they read in the papers or what they watch on the television, television is, is kind of absorbed as reality, as the reality. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and often people don't have a kind of, don't ask those questions or, yeah. No, I used to they I used have to, that kind of inclination somewhere to explore more. No, it's, it used to infuriate me because I've, I've got lots of people I know that I just, they just accept everything. Mm. They, they, they won't not, not to be obstructive or, you know, uh, awkward, but they won't challenge, like you said, reality. They won't, if their life is not as they wish it, they wouldn't seek to improve it or change, just change something that's like dogma where you're always supposed to do these things. They won't ever think about testing those boundaries, you know, mm. and therefore their life is permanently restrained by those boundaries. So this is what I want to do with this podcast is about telling people your beliefs formulate your reality and, and your thoughts about what reality is keeps you restrained. It's yeah. when you start testing those boundaries and those beliefs about what you believe, can you break free yeah. actually, and actually appreciate and understand and then gain further awareness of what actually is out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm right with you and I'm also, you know, I kind of feel like available to life to, to, you know, to be a kind of vessel in which I can help people in whatever way that is, you know, whether it's a conversation, whether it's, uh, you know, yeah, whatever, reaching out and saying, Hey, look, there, there is, there is alternatives, you know, and, and, and making suggestions. Yeah. I, 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 I just feel very lit up by that. Right? That's cool. Yeah. So you, so you sort of touched on it already, but one of the questions I wanted to ask was, mm. if you were to think back to when you were in school, what sort of stories come to mind? When I was in school? Yeah. Um, You've already sort of touched on a couple there. Yeah, I mean, school for me wasn't a particularly happy time. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't like unhappy but I think looking back I just see a lot of confusion uh, a lot of not fitting in um, just feeling a bit lost really is my is my experience of, of school you know I never I wasn't particularly academic I wasn't particularly sporty um, so I didn't there wasn't anything that I was like really kind of excelled at or felt like oh wow yeah this is this is really this is really me um, so yeah, looking back, I just, just, just a kind of a sense of being lost. And I think that's what continued on into my like early teens and late teens and early twenties, that kind of feeling of being lost. Um, and you know, I was smoked a lot of pot and did other recreational drugs. I think that was also like a kind of trying to search for something, trying to get it, trying to find escapism, trying to find something. Um, and that was, you know, that was a big part of my, of my kind of, uh, daily activities, you know, I, I, I worked, but I also smoked a lot. Um, yeah. And it wasn't until that, until that point in where I was diagnosed with depression and, and then that, that really just kickstarted me to 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 look look into other areas, and and also I went travelling. I went travelling for a year, so I was uh, diagnosed. I had this diagnosis, and then I carried on working, and then got made redundant, uh, which was just like an absolute blessing because we got a payout. And I was like, okay, I'm going travelling. I'm going to go on my own because I felt like I just really needed to to do it on my own. And yeah, and that, that was, yeah, that was when things started to change, you know, when I got back from traveling and then I was, I worked, worked in a complementary health clinic and, and then I started to feel like I was pursuing something that I was really passionate about health, wellness, spirituality, meditation, Reiki, uh, 
yeah, that kind of thing. But when you said you were passionate, how did you, how were you able to recognize, it sounds like a daft question, but how, for you, how did it manifest as in like, you know, this, this is it, this is what I'm supposed um, to be doing? I think it was just, you know, I was just interested. I was just interested in learning more. I was interested in helping people. I really felt, uh, I felt that kind of, um, yeah, sense of fulfillment when I was helping someone else. So, you know, I, I trained in massage and, uh, for me, um, that, that kind of, healing or that 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 looking after someone in that way that that loving someone in that in that way just yeah just felt like wow this is this is something i i uh i feel yeah just just good you know it was just resonated with me it wasn't about because before that i was working in an engineering uh role and uh that was good but it was, you know, it's kind of wasn't the same. I was just getting a, 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 a satisfaction, a level of satisfaction and fulfillment in, in helping people. I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of areas of your life to make sure it's to attain a f- fulfillment in, you know. And so often, we, I think we neglect areas, crucial areas, yeah. in, in favour of safety and comfort. And sometimes, yeah. you know, the, all those other, so everything can be fulfilled if you sometimes let those those things crumble and, and then let them regrow with what well, you are passionate, well, you don't care how, how long it takes to learn because you're, you're interested, you know, like you said. Yeah. And, and you know, um, when I was learning massage and, and uh, I was learning acupuncture and some other craniosacral therapy and stuff, uh, I was on a fraction of the money I was, I was on when I was engineering, you know, um, but I was happy. You know, I was really happy. I was, I was loving it. I was, I was, uh, you know, with the, 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 that side of it was more than compensating for the fact that I was earning a lot less money. Um, so yeah. Cool. Okay. So we just, we've taken you back to your past a little bit. Um, if you were to recall when you were younger, what lessons do you think took you longest to learn? <laughs> what lessons? Okay, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I think I think really living living in the present, living for the now, you know, really living it fully in this in this moment, and not kind of daydreaming about the future or yeah kind of uh dreaming my life away i think i was quite a big dreamer you know watching tv and everything just being very distracted and i think it took me a long time to really realize that uh everything everything really important happens right now out of this moment am i really living fully am i giving everything i've got to this moment um and i think that was one of the big the biggest kind of lessons that it took me a while to get you know um and meditation um really really helped with that really kind of i meditate um daily it's it's, it's an important practice um for me and that re- that practice is really kind of uh, help me anchor right you know in this moment and have a have a bigger perspective on my mind how my mind works how my emotions works and how also that can distract me it can just take in an instant you can be taken out of the present moment you're thinking about the future i'm predicting what it's going to be like and it's like well hold on that that has that hasn't even happened yet and i'm already making a story about that potential happening that a drama that fear that whatever it hasn't even happened it hasn't even happened so it's like constantly just bringing myself back to the present moment and 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 being as available in this moment as i can and i think yeah i think that's if that's the biggest lesson that's taken the longest to learn and i'm still learning and i'm still going deeper with it you know <laughs> i hear you i'm the same yeah. so i mean obviously there's some people out there that 
I can understand what you're saying about staying present, but is there any, any questions? Cause you're talking about real self-awareness right? and, and people are maybe stuck and maybe, you know, unfulfilled or frustrated. Mm. They may be unsure how to get, get clarity or awareness. So is there anything you may, might be able to suggest that helps you? Uh, yeah. Any, anything really that gets you into this, into this moment. So that can be breathing, conscious breathing, breathing, breathing exercises where you're actually very consciously aware of how you're breathing. Super powerful. Meditation, obviously, super powerful. Um, you know, physical exercise. Again, um, if you're really present with it, it takes you very deep into your body. You're feeling how your body's moving, um, and and you become very aware of of you know, if you, if you're conscious, you become very aware of your body, and that immediately anchors you into the present moment. So anything that really uh, brings your attention right right into this to this this moment martial arts is a really good one i mean for me running um cycling you know yeah meditation but just any kind of body work um but you know i'll i'll go into it with a kind of intention to when i feel my mind wandering off about what i'm going to do after breakfast or whatever then there's there's a there's a bringing myself back and and just feeling, just feeling into, into, into my body, into this moment. Okay. I used to, um, I practice, I practice meditation and, and now, and with you said about emotions dragging you out, I think that's probably the, the biggest cause of being dragged out of the now, especially for me with, uh, and building an awareness around your thoughts, which you also mentioned, um, <clears throat> cause it's easy to get sucked into stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I wonder how many people listening to this are actually aware that they've got a conscious choice to think their thoughts. <laughs> yeah, or, or a conscious choice to identify with them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the thoughts can be, you know, our thoughts, thoughts are just coming and going all the time. It's not like we're in there make those, thinking those thoughts. They're just arising. But it's how we're identifying with, with them. You know, are we making them mean anything about us? Um, so what's your take on what that does having that perspective um both having a perspective and when you sort of take on the meaning of those thoughts what what do you think it does um well it it really just starts to create an identity about who we think we are you know the, the thoughts and ideas we identify with that make mean something about us creates our our identity um, so um that's that's what i see more and more clearly the thoughts that i that i keep um indulging in you could say keep identifying in is kind of solidifying who who i think i am basically and it and it also then creates limitations of who we think we are oh i'm this person i grew up then i had someone did this to me then you know I have, da, 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 I have this family. And so it's all these kind of thoughts we're relating to and we're making into a structure that is David or that is Joel or whatever. Um, and once, once the more you become aware of how, how that, how we are so kind of conditioned to keep, keep that momentum going. And the, the more you become aware of it, the more you see, wow, I'm not that I'm not that thing that happened you know five years ago i still feel an imprint of it somehow but it's not who i am i'm i'm i am this potential i'm this awareness that's that's here in this moment that's aware of those things but i'm not those things and then and then we start to identify with that we're we're not actually our thoughts that we're consciousness we're we're you know we're spirit we're whatever ever you want to call that that's aware of them and then, whoa, okay. Then, then you know, then life starts to become very interesting. Then life, you know, and then it's like, well, who, who am I? Yeah, that's, I mean, just that question, who am I? Yeah, that is very so you, interesting. You've explained that wonderfully. Absolutely wonderfully. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
uh, yeah, so so let's fast forward a few years now. Um, so you sort of had those early years and the lessons, and obviously those lessons are ongoing, as are mine, um, to a time which you would class as great change. Can you tell us what story and emotions does that evoke for you? Great change. Um, or, well, inflect, or an inflection point, if you like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, you know, early on, yeah, I, I shared about that. I think it's from then it's kind of been a steady uh, traje- trajectory. Um, I, I lived in Glastonbury for uh, some time um, helping an organization there, a spiritual organization running retreats. Um, and I was kind of like the, the handyman. I was um, helping with the, with the kind of buildings and uh, re- retreat support and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, and then, like I said, I, I, I was going through a challenging time and uh, I was speaking to my sister who also lives in Portugal. She lives next door, which is very cool. And uh, she was telling me about the women's group and how it's really great that they support each other. And I was just like, wow, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd felt this yearning to be, um, you know, with, with other men in a group, you know, in that kind of setting. And she's like, oh, well, there's this retreat coming up. So, you know, why, why don't you check it out and see what you think? Um, so, yeah, I think that was another kind of, you could say, a, a shifting point. There was this, just this, this uh, slightly different spiritual tra- trajectory. And, uh, and also, and, and, and at that point, it was really, I think something shifted between me uh, thinking that I didn't really like being around people so much. I was happier on my own and I was a bit of a kind of hermit um, to actually realizing, wow, I actually really love being with people. And it's just an idea I have about myself that I think I don't like being with people. And then even though it was painful in a way uh, to to kind of expose myself to be, to be kind of social, but I don't mean social in a way where it's just talking about small talk, but just, you know, just really being with people. Um, yeah, something started to shift around that. And I realized actually I love being with people and, um, yeah. And, and yeah. I like it. Okay. So if life was to be happening for you and not to you, yeah, what do you, or what could you flip to be classed as a present for yourself from your life? A present? Yeah. So like if, 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 if when you look back on your life, where if you would have had maybe a victim mindset and you would be like, oh, do you know, this has happened and that's happened. But being able to flip that then into a positive. Ah, uh, positive. Okay. Um, I think there's loads actually. I think there's loads. I think, I think, I think like that almost every day actually about the things that, um, maybe I think were not so good, but have actually been a positive. Um, I, I think, I think having that period of illness, you know, where at the time it seemed, obviously it wasn't pleasant and, and, and I was depressed and, and whatever, but actually looking back now and what that's, um, what that's kind of the trajectory that's kickstarted. I see that as a, as a, as a real positive. I think anything that I find challenges me, um, anything where, you know, even if it's like, even if I see like, I hate conflict with people, you know, where you have a disagreement or whatever and something needs to be resolved. Um, I really, those moments I really just don't like, I have a lot of resistance. I want everything to be okay. And, you know, I know I hear you. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so, but now how I see those every time I'm like, Oh God, I really don't want to do this. I'm like, okay. But I see it as like, it's the same as going to a gym when you're working a muscle, like doing some push ups. It's like, wow, this is an opportunity for me to be with this person 
um, to, to, yeah, just to really be with them and to actually improve my uh, kind of communication, um, my empathy, um, yeah, skills that, that still need developing in, in resolving a conflict pride you know trying to defend a position because i think i'm right in that scenario just dropping dropping any ideas dropping the weapons as a, as we as we call it like um so those those opportunities now that i that i'm like oh god i really don't want to do this i'm like actually i just i like to flip them around and go actually this is this is something i need to work on this is this is a workout it's just a different kind of workout you know it's not i'm not doing 20 push-ups I'm, I'm i'm building i'm building my relational skills or whatever so yeah good answer so uh how do you when, when you flip those things um in that way yeah how um i think what i'm trying to say now um It's gone. <laughs> I've drawn a blank. Uh, but I can add something to that. Okay. Because I, because I think it's what 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 shifts in that in that perspective of like this isn't really something I don't what I don't want to do. And it's but it's it's shifting it from 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 the small self from the small I you could say that doesn't want to experience that to how can I be more together with this person for example how can i relate in a more kind of open caring loving receptive way and so it, it's that it's that kind of movement of shifting our attention into our emotional mental experience of i don't like this i don't want to do this um to uh, how how can i serve how can i uh, um, be of service how can i add value how can i um how can i help another how can i be more together with another and um, that's a shift in perspective that I'm that I'm always looking towards. You know, when I feel that I'm making something about me or I don't want it. it's like, well, how can I how can I flip that around and, and actually help someone in this situation or be of service or whatever? That's good. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's what I was going to ask you. So when when you've um... How, how do you think we've gotten so far? Because I feel this, this is the way I feel, is that the way we deal with conflict is so f um, misconstrued. The way to do, deal with it, you know, it's like the masculine, like the, the typical masculine way to deal with something, you know? How, how do you think we've got so far off course as agenda? Um, I think because we're identifying as separate that we're separate, that you're separate from me. And of course you're in a physical body, whoever you are, that's the question. I'm in a physical body, whoever I am, but we're having this conversation. But when you start to go deeper and you start to break down matter, you break down energy, you break down consciousness, then you, you, there's, there is no separation between energy, between matter. And who we are essentially is consciousness, the spirit. There isn't, there isn't, there is not two of us. So um, for me, and, and also touching that in meditation as well, for me, that just is a total game changer because even when I want to have a kind of, when I want to hold on to, uh, I'm this position, I'm right, I've got a different position and you're wrong. Um, that understanding and that knowing is always there. So I'm more interested in that than I am in having the conflict, although it can be excruciating, absolutely excruciating if I think I'm right and I want to hold on to that. I'm not saying I'm just like all the time, oh yeah, everything's fine, we're all one. It's like, no, sometimes I, I don't want to admit it, but I'm much more interested in how I can actually be with the other person in in that truth than than fighting for a position because i'm right so i think i think a lot of kind of conflict and 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 the reason why we do the, can do the things that we can do to each other is because we've lost touch with the fact that actually 
we are we are one being yeah like, like I, I know some multiple friends who, who take it different ways i've got friends that seem to thrive off conflict or confrontation and i've got others uh, pretty much like me you know they're very laid back they, like you said earlier they want everything to be okay you know it's it's an uncomfortable thing to go through but i've learned to see it the way that you see it is building a muscle mm. so uh it's yeah i think i don't know i, I just wonder because some how is you saying about holding the viewpoint and staying strong would that be classed for someone that's maybe you could maybe view as toxic or you know not a nice person do you do you even seek it then i think well i think ultimately that's that's always the case that's always the case but there may be a circumstance where yeah you know you it's okay. it doesn't mean that you have to be uh you have to resolve everything and you have to kind of uh be with everyone and you know if there's someone walking down the street and they're very aggressive for example yeah you might not want to kind of get into some dialogue with them even though fundamentally you know um that as consciousness we're one yeah but this person's being very aggressive and it doesn't doesn't mean that i shouldn't cross the road because to avoid them do you know what i mean yeah i think you know there's still a human there's still a very much a very human aspect to it um and and not everyone shares the same perspective so you may have a disagreement with someone and you come to a certain place and that's as far as it goes yeah Uh, being able to but but i think if i think the more you can embrace that perspective um yeah, the more the more potential there is to meet somewhere, you know. Yeah, I mean, as, as you see, I mean, some people are not interested on a yeah. different level. Um, but I find if I ever get to that point, it's generally a case of it's okay to disagree. Yeah, you know, we don't have to think the same thing. You don't have to brainwash me or make me believe what you believe. It's fine. Yeah, you have yours, I have mine. Yeah, but then, like you said earlier on, it's what we take those to mean if, if you know if somebody was to maybe turn us around and uh make us think their way then we will be aware on some level we've been manipulated so i mean so then it's even though it's not conscious subconscious that you start to take on the fact that you're gullible and mm. all, all these other things you know mm. okay so so let's have a look now. Go, let's go back to your where your journey began. What do you believe has got you this far? Asking questions. Asking good questions. Why? <laughs> like why? I think it's got me this far. Like why? Just asking questions. Being being curious. Being inquisitive. Not settling for. Uh, not settling for what um, I read in the paper or see on the TV as as truth. Is just kind of asking questions. Yeah. That's, you, that's all. It's just come from being inquisitive and being like, no, okay. Yeah. And, 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 and to keep going, you know, just to keep going. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I don't know if I can say much more than that, but I think just to kind of ask questions and to be curious. Um, will take you a long way. Yeah, that's 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 where my life started to shift when I got curious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I I I could never kind of. I remember when I st- first started to um, become spiritual. I, I don't like become spiritual, but to start to kind of. Do you know what I mean? Start looking <laughs> exactly what you mean. Spirituality, uh, whatever that means, becoming <laughs> spiritual. Um, I often thought and and wanted to change people it was like oh well i know now i know so i thought i was some you know coming from some kind of guru perspective and what i realized was you can't change anyone you know you can you can you can share your experience i think the most powerful thing is to share your experience and if people resonate um then then you know they they then you can go deeper but i think realizing that i can't change anyone 
was 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 an important was something important I needed to to discover. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the, the biggest ones for me was realizing I couldn't change people to, to respond differently, but I could change the way that I responded to them. That's yeah, that's yeah. what gave me freedom. Right, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's very good. Yeah. Uh, I have actually had a guy reach out to me the other day who um from from America and he, he was he's on a mission encouraging all men of all ages to reach out to the younger men in the generation below them just to start a conversation. Uh-huh. Okay, you know? cool. Yeah, so that, that was that was pretty cool. Um what 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 do you think this is why do you think we're so disconnected? Is it is there anything you think is traced back to? Um I don't know. I don't know. I mean yeah. I mean you look at the men's groups online coming online, especially in America. I mean it, it seems to be more in America than over here. Yeah. Uh, and and I I wasn't even aware that there was something like you went to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I never even heard of that. But I mean it sounds really cool. You know? Yeah. Uh, I I I I've been reading a book called Manhood. Uh, back in the nineties it was written. Um and it was saying in there how it seems to have changed with the industrial revolution. Right. You know, where before that you were in the field with your father, picking the spuds, hacking the corn, or, and before that you were hunting and gathering. Mm. So you had, you, the men went out with your father, your brother, your uncle, your grandpa. Do you know what I mean? So you were around men. You knew how to be yeah. around men. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's, it's certain parts of the books seem to strike a chord. And I thought, yeah, we're, we, 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 we kept with mum for so long, never in nursery. And then up until probably late, you know, up until eight, nine, you mostly see women, women teachers. And then before you go into comp, they seem to introduce you to a male figure, which is, to me, is a bit late probably because the only other male figure other than that is your family, hmm. you know, or the head, the head teacher is usually, <laughs> uh, well, when I was in school anyway, uh, so yeah, it just seemed to make a lot of sense, you know, the fact that we've lost that, that the tribalism is obviously gone. Yeah. So the the, the nurturing, the nurturing environment, because it's not just about being a male, being strong, being aggressive, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, you can be strong and tender. Yeah. You know, I think men who think that they're strong and tender or see other men being strong and tender, maybe think they're weak. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. It's, it's messed it's messed up yeah i think there's just a lot of ideas now of what it is to be a man and if yeah. you if you don't kind of fit into those box somehow you know we're not man enough or whatever and and, and there's men that's a big i think there's a lot of kind of fear of of being judged as not being man enough you know yeah. and I, and i think in that in that aspiration to the idea of what it is to be a man and in this society it's very what i would say a kind of macho man um we're actually we're actually cut off from a lot of our of our more you know gentler uh you could say feminine natural feminine qualities that aren't necessarily don't make us not a man actually in, in my opinion make us more of a man but um can be can be seen to be as you know we're soft or we're you know we're gay or or whatever you know whatever the kind of judgment that can come from that and i think that's that cause you know that's caused us a lot of from us to be cut off from other men in, in a in a in a kind of full spectrum way in a fully uh fully authentic way but also from ourselves we're also very cut off from our from ourselves you know yeah um yeah and the more that's you know the more that's kind of perpetuated in the media um or however it is being you know however it is being kind of imprinted on us the more you know the more uh yeah kind of cut off and restricted we we are and and a large part of that is is cuts us off from our relating aspect 
um, you know, relating in a way where we're kind of open, vulnerable, honest. It's more about a kind of, it, it comes more of a macho relating like, oh yeah, I can, I can do this better than you or, you know, I, you know, bragging. It's more about kind of bragging than, than actually just being like, yeah, wow, I really fucked up here. Yeah. You know, really fucked up guys. What do you, you know, what do you think? You know, just kind of actually being honest when you, when you failed or you make a mistake or you feel like you're not good enough or whatever, just being honest. about. It. And I think there's just something so healthy in that just expressing I, the more I find that I express more mm-hmm. and I'm, and I practice this a lot with my wife, not like consciously, like I'm going to express being more, but the more I'm just kind of real, it doesn't mean, you know, that if I failed or I've done something wrong or I'm scared or there's fear, it doesn't mean that that fear make, means anything about me, but somehow in just expressing that as my experience, something shifts it's almost like a weight is lifted and then wow actually i've discovered maybe i'm not frightened or there's a strength underneath that fear but somehow when i hold on to it myself it just it just uh it doesn't allow me to get in touch with that deeper aspect where maybe there is you know courage or i'm i'm not that fear somehow kind of just solidifies it and i think this just happens a lot you know we carry so much with us because we don't share we don't express or it comes out in in more overt ways with anger with violence with drinking whatever um and we've lost that kind of we've lost touch with really how to relate openly and honestly yeah no i agree completely agree. Um, and and i and i see and i feel and i am aware that that men are yearning for this. A lot of men are yearning for this, you know, mm. I think there is a lot more, um, men coming together in men's groups and stuff because, because there is this kind of yearning to want to be with other men, um, in, in that way. And, 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 and the beauty of that is that we can embrace both the masculine. It's not that we have to demasculinize it. I think we can embrace that more, but it's not held in such a rigid kind of, angry violent place it's 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 uh it's held in in a kind of uh you know strength with softness with vulnerability and that's that's a that's a really beautiful thing some of the most strongest guys i know in character and physical strength are also very just very soft you know they have big hearts you know um so I think that's another misconception we have that to be a man, you, you know, you have to be this kind of tough guy that can handle everything and whatever. I think that dogma's coming down. You think that what dogma's coming down? Yeah, I I, I do. I think it's starting to crumble. Yeah. It's uh, there's a lot of society beliefs about, you know, like you said earlier on being a man and and what Mm. we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to act. Mm. I think they're slowly crumbling. Yeah. And I think it's also really another powerful place to ask a question. Well, what, what is an authentic man look like in this, in this day and age, Mm. you know, in this, in this, in this 21st century, what does that look like? And just, it's just a kind of question. Mm. And from that question, then you can explore and, and, and share experiences. And, um, you know, which is what we do in the men's group. You know, we, we kind of, it's not like we have a fixed idea of what it should be like to be a man, but we, but by just being curious, by leaning in, by asking a question, then we can all explore. And somehow then there's this kind of a greater intelligence, if you like, um, that, that is informing, informing the, the inquiry. Yeah. Yeah. That's massive shared intelligence like that, especially when you all start to come together. Yeah. You know, yeah it's exciting times yeah absolutely yeah right so looking into the future yeah say 10 years yeah what would be the craziest and most exciting thing that david could be experiencing in 10 years yeah um 
Yeah, for me, it would be uh, it would be just being in a in a position where I could travel more um, and to be having these kind of conversations, to be having these inquiries like, well, what is it to be a man in this day and age? Um, what is it to really be w with, with a woman um, beyond uh, the physicality, the sexual physical desire, you know, that, that kind of question. Well, what, it, what does that look like? what what you know what what is really being intimate with another what does that look like um so yeah for me 10 years from now if i'm going deeper into these kind of questions if i'm with other men and women and uh really looking it into yeah uh yeah into just who we are in this stage of evolution. How, how can we, how can we be, uh, better? I don't want to see better versions of ourselves because that's often, I think that's often being misused, but how can we be greater vehicles for life? How can we, um, be greater vehicles, uh, for life? Yeah. So if I'm working with people doing that and with travel, cause I love traveling, uh, and I'm, and I'm giving everything I've got um, that I get to bed at night physically exhausted, but with this big smile on my face because I'm pushing the boundaries of who I think I am. And then I'd be very happy and super excited. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think you put plans in place to break this down or have you put plans in place? But to do this, yeah, is absolutely. This of, is this yeah. the warrior heart? To be honest, yeah. I mean, my, I'm not sure on, uh, I'm not sure on plans. Is the fact that there's only one of me is the problem. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I'm finishing building our house. we I'm making a tiny house. You can see, I'm actually in it now. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've got. A, loft space up here and that's going to be the bathroom um so i'm really enjoying this uh, we live off grid totally off solar power and um, we collect our water from the stream uh and yeah obviously i want to finish this i want to um help people that are more inter are interested in this way of life because there's the more I kind of talk about it, more people are like, Oh wow, that's really interesting. Um, I'd love to build another tiny house afterwards. I'd love to, uh, do that with someone else as a project. Um, uh, and also use that as another revenue in, 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 you know, in flux of, uh, in stream of revenue and yeah, just continuing going deeper into, uh, into who I am, what I've got to give and particularly around the area of sexuality. Cause that's just super interesting to me. Um, and I feel like I'm in a good direction and I feel the most important thing, like I said earlier is to, I'm I'm a big fan of Gary V. Um, he really, I really like him. I like his energy. Um, and full on. Yeah, he's full on, but I feel, I love that kind of, you know, giving everything you've got, um, kind of mentality. So for me is if, when I feel like I'm holding back, if I'm spending a bit too long flicking through Facebook or Instagram, that's when I'm like, no, come on, what, what, what can I do that's going to help me, uh, it, for the future? What, you know, what, what, what can I do right now? That's going to help that. So yeah, it's what I'm doing constructive. That's what I got on my fridge. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so, you know, it's so easy. Um, smartphones, computers. Oh my god, I could spend like I could waste hour, two hours, afternoon so easily if I wasn't really disciplined with that. Um, and you know, and and I think in this day and age with the internet, and we've got so much opportunity to learn more, mm. to do, you know. To, 
ways to put ourselves out there and stuff. I think it's, we're in an amazing time. And uh, yeah, we, yeah, I think this is like seize, really seizing the opportunity. Don't take the victim position, you know, just really make the most of what you've got. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, you know. Absolutely. Uh, do, you have, do you ever listen to the uh, MFCEO guy? The MF which one? MFCEO project. No, I've not heard of that. So it's Andy, his name's Andy Frazella, uh, and he's got a project called the MFCEO. And um, he's basically, uh, on a, I'd say, on a par with Gary Vee. You know, okay. he's, he's, not, he's not just motivational, he's business, he's mindset, he's habits, he's everything. And uh, he's, he, he, I think he knows Gary personally, and he's commented on his show that the persona that he gives, Gary gives out is one aspect of his business. He said, and if he just go with his, his other, his other, show some of his other aspects, the audience would love him more. Because he was basically saying he's a really, really nice guy. Mm -hmm. you know, but there's another aspect of him where he's not always switched on. And that other aspect is really cool too, you know? Uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, the fact that he still thought he was awesome, even though he's not all the time. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, we can't, we can't be like that all the time. Sure. Twice no, you burnt out, when you? Yeah, yeah. But I think there is, there is something about, you know, um, yeah, making a conscious choice what we're putting our energy and attention into, you know, in, in every moment. Is, is, is what we're doing going to be, you know, is this, is, this, is this helping us somehow? Is this helping us grow? Are we learning or is this nourishing us or is this just distracting us away from, from this moment, from life or whatever? One of my favorite Gary Vee videos is uh, 400 trillion to one. Have you okay. that one? No, I haven't. That's, that's the stats on you being you. The fact, you know, I mean, of all the things you could have been and the fact that, that you know, the sperm actually met the egg, 400 right, okay. billion to one. <laughs> and, you know, and then some people just piss life away. You know, it's, it's like, it's like you said, they're on default in zombie mode. And yeah. I, that's what gets me fired up when I see people just accepting, you know? Yeah. I'm thinking, just, just do something, do anything, you know? Yeah. I just and, and, talk to and, and I also have so much empathy also because I know what it's like. You know, oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, I've I'm only like, come to this three years ago. I mean, you you kicked off yours early. You was yeah, early. yeah, and and shit. I know what it's like, and it's still something I have to face in myself all the time. So, I'm not, yeah, that's where my anger come from was um, being so angry that I was forty years old, and I felt I was halfway through, and I'd done nothing with my life. You know, that's where my anger come from. I was, I wasn't a particularly aggressive person, but I was certainly angry towards myself. But uh, yeah, small steps, <laughs> small steps forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, so let's wrap this up then. So can you tell my audience where they can find you and on what platforms? Okay, yeah. Um, I have a website, which is uh, www.warriorheart.co.uk. That's all one word. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, uh, I think it's like warrior heart underscore one. Um, and Facebook, I also have a Facebook, uh, group page is also warrior heart as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. David, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Yeah, cool. Thank you. You too. Uh, could we, uh, connect in the future sometime? Absolutely, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to know more about what you're doing, and uh, maybe dig into a little. See if you maybe. I don't know if you do do it already, but like family retreats. You well, we have a we have a sister project uh, that that does that. Yeah, that is like the Awaken Life family, and they have a couple of kids, and they um, used to live in the city, and now they've come to the countryside. So we we have we have a. We have the family department, if you like. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty so If you'd cool. like to know more, then sure, I can let you know more. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. And what you're doing, that's uh, me and the wife see ourselves doing that in the future. But we always see us surrounded by mountains. We always thought it was Canada. But since we've been looking around and talking to people, we realized it could be absolutely anywhere in the world. Right. <laughs> but cool. uh, 
totally into what you're doing, especially cool. with the, the building. Have you, have you ever been to um, uh, the Centre for Alternative Technology? In Wales? Yeah. You've, yeah, that's... Uh, I've not... I've been to the... the What's the town where that's in? Um, oh, God. I only went there about four weeks ago. <laughs> it's near Snowdonia. It's near... Um, yeah, Snowdonia Country Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been to that town, but I've not actually been to the centre. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting. We went up there. I took the kids up, and it was amazing what they could do. Oh. So, and you're saying it, but I've been to you know, you like from the stream, and that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, in some ways, it's something because I've lived like this, not on this land, but where I was living before, in the, in the same way. I, I kind of take for granted in a way. It's kind of like, but. Uh, I also, yeah, would love to share more of what I know with with people that are interested. So cool. Yeah. Okay, well, if you ever think of anything that you would like to share with people, and you'd like to get it out there, I, I'm uh, I'd be interested in talking to you again. Okay, fantastic. Yeah? yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Okay, so what's the plan for the rest of this evening then? Rest of the evening, crack on with the house. Um, still got walls to put this. Uh, lovely pine tongue and groove on uh yeah just any spare moment is 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 getting on with this uh we we want to be in before it gets cold so yeah okay. got some work to do i better let you crack on then <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> david thank you very much for your time yeah thanks Joel. great to see Speak you soon. yeah see you later all the best Ciao. shout out to our sponsors blocksleep.com whose glasses allow you to go on the TV, on the computer, or on a tablet after dark. As after dark, you shouldn't be on these devices because it can suppress the melatonin within your body, which will affect your natural sleep cycle. Blocksleep.com provide glasses which are available on Amazon or at www.blocksleep.com. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you.